Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Christopher Tompkins enjoyed many things, but he mostly focused on being a devout Christian and a good son to his mother, Anne. At 20 years old, Chris was working at a local surveying company in Columbus, Georgia. He was enjoying the work and things seemed to be going well for him. His mom babysat for Chris's boss, the owner of the company, and was happy that Chris had found a good job, a job that he liked. On January 25th, 2002, Chris woke up for work as usual and headed for the office. When Chris arrived, he parked his car and he hopped into the car of one of his coworkers to head out to the job site, which for this day was in nearby Ellerslie, Georgia, a small unincorporated town in Harris County. After their lunch break, the four men went back to work. They were working in a line about 50 feet from each other. Chris and one of his coworkers were chatting back and forth until his coworker stopped to work on something. When he turned back around, Chris wasn't there. At first, he figured Chris probably stepped into the trees nearby to use the bathroom. But when Chris didn't return after several minutes, the rest of the crew started to look for him. Chris was nowhere to be found. Where is Christopher Carlton Tompkins? And welcome back to the Where Are They podcast and another unsolved missing person case. This one we are revisiting as we first covered Chris's story about two years ago. It's hard to imagine that here we are 21 years later after his disappearance with still no answers on the whereabouts of Chris Tompkins or what happened on that day in January of 2002. Before we jump into Chris's story, I do want to give a big warm welcome to our newest Patreon member, Shelby. Thank you so much for supporting our show and our mission. As always, you can find all the links to Patreon, our social medias, and my email address in the show notes. Feedback and case suggestions are always welcome. Christopher Carlton Tompkins was born December 28, 1981, in Columbus, Georgia, to his mom, Anne McKenzie. Anne was a doting mother and would raise Chris in the city of Columbus. Columbus, Georgia sits on the banks of the Chattahoochee River and borders the state of Alabama. The Disappearance
On that morning, the morning of January 25th, 2002, Chris showed up for work as always around 8 a.m. He parked his car in the parking lot for the office. He hopped into the car of one of his coworkers, and together they carpooled up to their job site for the day, which was in Ellerslie, Georgia. Ellerslie was about a 25-minute drive to the northeast and is in a much more rural area compared to Columbus, although there are still some businesses and homes scattered throughout. That day, they were surveying an area off of County Line Road in Ellerslie, near Warm Springs Road. The group took a lunch break around 1 p.m., and by 1.30, they were all back at work. The crew was working in a line format. Each guy was about 50 feet from the other. And Chris and his nearest coworker were chatting back and forth for a bit. And then the coworker had to stop to complete a project for a few minutes. When he looked back up, Chris wasn't there. At first, he figured Chris must have walked off for a minute. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom and he wanted to walk off into the woods. But as the minutes ticked by and Chris wasn't coming back, his crew started to get worried. They noticed that Chris's tools were on the ground where he had been working, but they didn't see anything else. They started walking around, calling out for him. But all of their calls were just met with complete silence. Chris Tompkins had disappeared. The Search The crew would spend a couple of hours walking around the area looking for Chris. They called out to him, and they got no response. They also didn't find any of his belongings. He had left his tools he was using behind, but other than that, there was just no sign of Chris at all. Almost immediately after Chris had vanished, one of the workers called his wife on the cell phone. Now, some say that this worker was actually the owner of the company and Chris's boss, and he allegedly called his wife to tell her that Chris was missing. What's interesting is that no one thought to call Chris's mom, at least for a few hours. It would be 4.15 p.m. when Anne finally was told that her son was missing. Anne and some family members immediately went to the area where the crew had been working, off of County Line Road in Ellerslie. They also tried to alert authorities of Chris's disappearance, but they were told that they needed to wait 24 hours before they can do anything since Chris is an adult. I know I've said this before, but I just don't want anyone out there to think this is true, at least anymore. There is no time requirement for missing persons, for reporting a person missing, no matter what their age. Of course, We know law enforcement often believes that at first people will turn up, so they don't want to spend the resources to open an investigation right away. And statistically, this is true. 90% of people that go missing show right back up. So it's understandable why law enforcement has this mindset. And when most departments are working on strict budgets and many are understaffed, it's another reason there might be a delay. But I will reiterate again and again, if there is anything that tells you that your loved one is missing under suspicious circumstances, or if this behavior is completely out of character for them, 
you must press that onto authorities right away. Time is of the essence in missing person cases, and waiting can be detrimental. But in this case, and maybe because this is happening in 2002, the family was told they had to wait 24 hours. But the family was not going to just sit around and do nothing. They weren't going to not look for Chris, so they started searching the area themselves. And before too long, they made a startling discovery. They found one of Chris's work boots dangling off the edge of a barbed wire fence that was near where the crew had been working. They also found some loose change on the ground and a piece of torn blue fabric that Anne thought might have been from Chris's pants or his flannel shirt that he had been wearing when he left the house that morning. It is unclear why the coworkers who had searched the area before the family didn't find these items themselves. Certainly, it's hard to miss a big work boot dangling off of a barbed wire fence. By the next day, January 26th, police finally came onto the scene to start searching. They would even bring in special search dogs, bloodhounds, to see if they could find which direction Chris might have gone in, but the dogs turned up no scent to follow. Law enforcement was convinced that Chris left on his own. He was 20 years old and they thought he just wanted an adventure or to go off and do something else with his life. But Anne didn't buy that for a second. Chris was a happy, well-adjusted guy. He liked his job. He was close to his mother, and he was said to be a very devout Christian. What kind of devout Christian walks out on their family, especially their mother, that they are close with and that they live with? But authorities continued to believe that he must have left on his own accord, really because there were no signs of a struggle, there was no other evidence of any kind to point them in another direction. Anne, however, wondered if maybe the crew members knew more than they were saying. Ellerslie, Georgia. Ellerslie, Georgia is a small, unincorporated town just 18 miles to the northeast of Columbus, Georgia, where Chris was from. It's rural, but it's not uninhabited rural. In 2020, the population was just over 1,000 residents. It's a little blip on the map, but there is a post office, a restaurant, several churches, and even, of course, a Dollar General. I can't be certain what the area looked like back in 2002, but Google Maps can take me back to 2008, and honestly, it doesn't look much different than it does today. As I said, it is rural. There's lots of wooded areas, but you can't go too far without coming across a house or a small business of some kind. You aren't exactly in the middle of nowhere. Specifically, where the crew was working, County Line Road and Warm Springs Road, again, is pretty rural, but there are houses nearby. Certainly, something could have happened and there would be no witnesses, but in light of how much time has gone by and how much searching was done of that area, mostly by family, it's hard to imagine that if something had happened to Chris out there, that he could still be out there. 
There are some small lakes in the area or some types of bodies of water, and it looks like there is a park known as Ellerslie Park. According to their website, Ellerslie is a new park. So was it there in 2002? I don't know. And if it wasn't, what was there in its place? Their website describes the park as this. A 124-acre county park currently consists of walking trails around two lakes, playground, a renovated lodge with an accessible restroom, a 20 by 40 lakeside pavilion, a dock, public fishing, catch and release only, and an ample gravel parking. Now to leave Ellerslie, one would have to get into a car or a vehicle. It's a small, small town. There's no public transportation. And it seems a stretch to think that Chris might have just walked away through the town, through Ellerslie, and no one saw him. And if Chris did walk away from the job site that day, where did he go? And how did he get there? Did he walk? Did someone pick him up? Six months later, less than a mile from the job site where Chris had vanished, a farmer was out walking his property when he stumbled across something that shouldn't have been there. He alerted authorities right away, and it was soon confirmed that what he had found was Chris Tompkins' other missing boot. The boot was found in a wet, marshy area, and no other sign of Chris was discovered around there. So law enforcement had to take another look at the case now. This wasn't the type of land you'd go walking around in without your boots. And it didn't seem that Chris had taken a spare pair of shoes or something to change into while he was out there. In 2009, a hunter came across some skeletal remains in Harris County. While authorities sent these remains off to be analyzed and identified, many people wondered, could this be Chris Tompkins? When the remains came back, however, it was determined they did not belong to Chris. There are actually many missing person cases within Harris County, Georgia. There's even a Facebook page set up specifically for that part of the state. Help for the missing of Columbus, Georgia, Chattahoochee Valley. And according to the records as of late 2022, there were 114 active missing person cases in the greater Columbus, Georgia area. Law enforcement says they receive an average of five missing person calls a day, and most of them turn out to be runaway teenagers. Crime in Ellerslie isn't really known since it is an unincorporated town, but crime rates in Columbus, Georgia are quite high. According to NeighborhoodScout.com, Columbus, Georgia has a rating of an 8, which means that the city is safer than only 8% of other cities. Theories and Possibilities Theories in Chris's disappearance vary greatly depending on who you talk to. Theory number one. Chris walked away to start a new life. Did he simply just leave work that day and walk away from his life? That is what authorities initially thought. 
Although I do wonder if they may have changed their tune now since so many years have gone by. But this theory leaves me with many questions. Where did he go? He was on foot, so did someone pick him up? Why did he take his boots off? Why did he even leave? Was there something else going on in Chris's life that no one knew about? And wouldn't he have shown back up by now, at least letting his family know, especially his mother, that he was okay? Theory number two, foul play. Quite a few people have leaned towards this theory, specifically with a focus on the co-workers, and some things they have done have made people even more suspicious. One of them allegedly called their wife to tell her that Chris was missing hours before they alerted his mom. But is that necessarily suspicious? Maybe they didn't want to alarm his mother unnecessarily. While most of them were cooperative, One of the guys hired an attorney right after and stopped talking. Why did he hire an attorney so fast? Was he just being cautious? Or was there something else he was worried about? I'm generally never against someone hiring an attorney to help navigate the system. In fact, I always encourage it. But in this case, why did he get a lawyer right away so fast? Because his coworker disappeared. And I try to put myself in that position And I just don't think my first thought would be to lawyer up. My my thoughts would be to be out there searching and trying to help in any way that I could. One of them also went to prison shortly after on an unrelated crime, a violent crime. If he was capable of violence, does that indicate maybe some kind of pattern? Law enforcement never found anything specific to point them towards foul play with the coworkers or anyone else for that matter. Theory number three Otherworldly theories. I generally subscribe to more logical based theories, but this case has made the rounds on social media here and there because of some paranormal theories people have picked up on. Well, I really don't lean that way in my beliefs. If it helps get Chris's case more exposure, I guess there is some value to mentioning it. And many people do believe. Missing 411. Could this be a missing 411 case? It is often mentioned as a possibility. Missing 411 started as a series of books written by David Politis, where he focused on people who disappeared in rural North America under very bizarre and unexplained circumstances. Many who subscribe to these theories are thinking there is something going on out there that is perhaps not from our world or not what we're used to. Aliens, Bigfoot, portals to another time. Again, While not my general beliefs, it would explain how people vanish into thin air without leaving a trace of themselves behind. But is that what happened to Chris? He did leave behind something. He left behind his boots and possibly a torn piece of his clothing. What do you think happened to Chris Tompkins? Which theory do you believe is most likely? Or... Do you maybe have another theory? 
Christopher Tompkins is described as an African-American male, standing about five foot seven inches tall and weighing around 125 to 130 pounds when he was last seen. He has brown hair that was braided at the time, and he has brown eyes. Chris was known to be wearing a black shirt, a blue and gray plaid jacket with a gray hood, navy blue Dickies work pants, tan FUBU work boots, a black skull cap, and a black watch. He has a tattoo on his right arm of an ice cream cone with his nickname, Chris, written in vertical letters inside the design. The ice cream part of the tattoo is the head of a joker wearing a hat. Chris was 20 years old when he was last seen, and he would today be 41. Anyone with any information on the whereabouts of Christopher Carlton Tompkins is asked to contact the Harris County Sheriff's Office at 706-628-4211. I am definitely curious to know your thoughts on this one. When I covered Chris's case a couple of years ago, the opinions were really mixed based on the comments I received. There were people who subscribed to each theory as being what happened to Christopher, and it was almost evenly distributed across the board. Please head over to our social media to leave us any comments on this case or any other case. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just search for the Where Are They podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Can We Find Them. If we get any case updates, they will be posted over there in real time, so make sure you are following us. I also welcome case feedback or case suggestions via email. You can reach me at canwefindthem at gmail.com. We really need those lesser known hometown cases that could really benefit from some extra exposure. Maybe there's a case locally or regionally that you're aware of, but the country isn't. Perhaps there's a case from your college years that you remember. If you have any case like that that stands out to you, please send them over our way. If you'd like to support our mission further, you can join us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash wherearetheypodcast. This helps us make donations to families and charities. And remember, as always, the best thing you can do is subscribe and rate our podcast, which is completely free to do. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Christopher's story today. A young man missing from Georgia, missing almost without a trace, a young man whose family is still desperately seeking answers. We will be back again next week with another unsolved missing persons case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.